weird fucking guys. You're doing a manly thing and you're a fucking dork. I got my lightsaber wearing my Pokemon hat today. <laughs> wow, you're a real renaissance man, you know that? Goddamn man child. What a fucking dork. Yeah. But he's our dork. It is a fucking groggy Sunday morning for me, man. I was trying to fart, but I didn't want to shit my pants. Oh. I'm at that age. I was trying to like, you know, like, I thought it would be like, like uh, childishly like humorous mm-hmm. if I just like a little, little. But it could have. But I'm scared to death yeah. that I might shit my pants. Mm. I'm taking I'm... I'm taking these antibiotics, dude. Because oh, it's... yeah, they fu- they fucking loosen you up sometimes. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I'm an old person. Yeah. That's what happens here. I think I'm going through a midlife crisis. I think I am, dude. I swear to God. Because why? I don't know, man. I'm like 42. I'm scared of fucking death. I'm scared of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of dying. Right. I'm thinking about it a lot. I'm like, okay, we got to get the life insurance policies fixed out. We got to get a trust going for the kids. I don't really own anything, but I'm going to give them, like, I don't know, my chessboard. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Nah, man. Uh, (laughs) I've been worrying about that since I was young. Yeah, well, you had kids young, you know? No, I just always worry about death. Really? Yeah, I dread it. Mm, it's yeah. fucking scary, man. It is. Scary. Well, so you you have uh, a direct connection. You know, your father passed away when yeah. you were pretty young. Yep. So this is morbid. This is yeah, a, yeah, man. Yeah, Come on, a... what the fuck? No. So anyway, I'm gonna shit my pants. <laughs> um, and I'm scared that I'm gonna die soon. <laughs> but uh, so um, what was I gonna say? Um. Mm. We're still waking up, dude. Yeah, What's man. Up? You called. You texted me at six thirty, and you're like, "Hey, man, I'm on was the way." Was it six thirty, or was dude, it earlier than that? I was laying in bed. I was up at like five thirty, and I was like, well, "Maybe I'll text him now." And I was like, "Nah, you know what?" I did wake up at five thirty, yeah. and I didn't. I looked over at my phone, and I was like, "Yep, going back to bed." Yeah, I was. I was going to, and then I was like, "You know, I'm gonna lay here for another twenty minutes or so." Yeah. I just wasn't quite ready to get up. So for a long time, for the last like ten or fifteen years. I've been like the dude that like literally jumps out of bed at five or five thirty in the morning, and I'm slowly getting back to like, fuck that, dude. I'm gonna lay down a little bit longer. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna reset the alarm for another half an hour, because I know my window. Like I know like what it's gonna take for me to get out the door and get get done what I need to get done. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm like fuck that. Let's enjoy this. <laughs> you know. Best Let's part in- of waking up is going back to bed. Or my coffee. I do love my coffee. Yeah, no. It's just, it's a little jingle for Folgers. Yeah. But, uh... I don't drink Folgers, though. That stuff's dog shit. Yeah, no, you drink good coffee. Yeah, I spend money, man. I spend money. good. That's why I only use, like, two and a half scoops. I was like, this has got to be expensive. I don't give a fuck. Getting willy-nilly with it. You know what happens, man, is... I don't know about you, but, like, when I look at the way my life is, I treat myself better than what I got when I was a kid. So, like, to me, there were things that I always wondered, like, dude, why are you being so fucking cheap about this? Like, yeah. why are you... Like, dude, <laughs> like, dude, I'm a fucking psycho. Last night, I turned the air conditioners on because it was 75 degrees Yeah, it was hot as shit yesterday. I told Gabby, Gabby's like, oh, you're like, you know... And I'm like, dude, I fucking lived in a giant room with two other boys... Mm-hmm. And my dad's theory was is create a wind tunnel. Take one fan and place yeah, yeah, it in. Yeah, yeah, cross ventilation. Dude, fuck you, dad. Yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you and your cross ventilation. I'm going to steal your fucking air conditioner and we'll, we'll find out how well that we cross ventilation works. We used to do the same thing because we lived in a row home in Philly. What a cocksucker, man. Yeah. You know, dude? I love well, him. I, I mean, love him, but, but fuck you, man. Air conditioning is expensive, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. him. Then take yours out the window. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, that's what we used to do, too, because it was a row home, and you didn't have anything on either side of you, yeah. so we would, like, create, like, cross-ventilation. Yeah, fuck him, man. Fuck cross-ventilation. I'm a snob. Yeah, I was... don't give a shit. I will turn the cable off 
and the internet off <laughs> before, before we turn that fucking air conditioner off. Yeah. I will sit in here and read a book. All right, <laughs> as long as I'm cool, yeah. I'm not doing it. Gabby's like, man, you you really that's the greatest invention of our Dude. modern times is fucking air conditioning. So there's this famous, uh, I don't know what he is. He's like an adventurer, Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah, he's he's all about Dude, cold. I yep. fucking love Wim Hof. I watched a whole documentary about him one time. He's pretty extreme. Yeah. You know, like his theory is, is you can climb an ice mountain in your fucking underwear... I mean, dude, he does it. He fucking does it, man. It's, you know, it's pretty fucking fascinating, and he's extremely healthy. So, what it's also proved is by climatizing himself to the conditions of his environment, he is better at fighting off uh, some viruses that we would consider like pretty serious, like mm-hmm. tuberculosis and and other stuff. And they literally took a sample of his blood into a lab. And injected it with live tuberculosis, and it didn't take. Yeah. You know, that's fucking insane. Pretty awesome. You know? So, and and then, like, the whole theory, because I've seen other guys in the past that eat raw meat, and, like, you know, and you're like, dude, what the fuck, man? Mm -hmm. This guy's belly has got to be, like... (laughs) Like, uh, yeah. But they say that it actually is healthier because you're introducing yourself to... You know, things... Some, yeah, some things that could potentially get you sick, but you're building your immunity to them. So... I used to be like that when my kids were little. Yeah. Like, everybody was like, wash that, wash that, sterilize that, and all that. I'm like, no. Yeah. I don't you really You could just, just be conventional and wash it like a normal human being. Yeah. Because the kid's not going to have any immunity to anything, you yeah, know? Yeah, we're kind of like that. I don't really care. Like, yeah. I, I'll admit, like... um I'm not like really like when I see the other kids are sick at my my at the school or or the daycare wherever the kids are at, I don't fucking care. I yeah. know we're all gonna get it, dude. Right. It's, it's it's herd immunity, you know. Like you gotta get it. We it's all, like everybody's when you were kids gotta... and with the the chicken pox. Remember, like when you were a kid with chicken pox and your yeah. parents would be like, "Go play with them." Yeah. Let's get it over with. Yeah. Let's fucking know? do this. It's I didn't get suck. chicken pox until I was eighteen. Really? Nah, I didn't get it until I was 18. And then you got it on your dick. Yep, first place I got it was my dick. <laughs> I thought I had... I was just talking to uh, to our boy about something similar to this, because um, he used to work for uh, a chocolate company down here in, in Eddie, Delaware County. Yeah, in Eddie Stone. Yeah, yeah, in Eddie Stone. He used to work there. And I you know, I drive down 291 all the time, and I go, oh, it smells fucking wonderful. Apparently, this was like hell on earth working at this place for him like it was terrible really yeah he used to have like this awesome fucking uh chevy nova that the sheet the seats were just fucking stained with chocolate looked like he like had shit all over the fucking car or whatever oh that's gross but um but he was saying like from the chocolate from working in the chocolate and stuff and you would sweat and things like that he would get like a yeast infection on his like on his skin and usually, like, where something like that grows first is, like, in your genitals, obviously. In but your genitals. So he thought he had, like, an STD or something. He's like, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> but I thought the same thing. Because he's such a ladies' man. <laughs> well, I thought the same thing when I was, like, 18 or so. I fucking got uh, chicken pox. Like, right after we graduated high school, I graduated, like... Three you four were days like, this later, dirty bitch. I'm I was like, punch her in her face. Fucker. Like, and I'm, <laughs> I was like, I was look, I was a hypochondriac as it was. <laughs> like, I was a really bad hypochondriac as it was, and um, and I just remember that, and I was like, fuck, I got an STD, don't I? And then, it, and so like, then it turned out like it was just popping up all over my body, and I was like, oh. I got chicken pox. It still could yeah. be herpes, you know. Well, you it, know. it's a form of herpes. Is it really? I think so. Oh, shit. Listen, I don't want to say shit and yeah. say like I know something I don't. Nah, I think it's important to say shit and yeah. not mean, like, not, not know no. anything, you know? <laughs> George Washington was definitely, like, our 15th president, you know? <laughs> I, I'm pretty fucking sure of that, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter, dude. Nobody fact checks Yeah, I don't shit. think anybody goes back and goes, this guy's a fucking idiot. Dude, I they just only, Googled what he said. They only fact check when you attack their political views. Yeah, that's all. And that's really only on the left side. On the right side, they're just like, man, you can't say that. That's not fair. Trump was great. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck them all, you know? Yeah. Um, dude, we're all, we all are like going through like this cycle, man. My kids are all boogery and shit and miserable and they're coughing and they're fucking, mm-hmm. dude, teaching my kids to cough in their arm or their hand right. is like an endless fucking battle. When does that stop, dude? 
My kid know. will look. Re- I'll be holding my look son. Look straight in your face and cough in your dude, mouth. Dude, right in my fucking eyeball, dude. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right You're into like, your fucking face. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck, man? You know? Yep. Oh, sorry, daddy. No, man. <laughs> not sorry, daddy. I'm going to fucking throat chop you. Damage is done. Yeah. Yeah. Your spit is on my fucking eyeball because I didn't even have. It was so fast I didn't have chance to close my fucking eyes. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. We, here's uh, this is dumb, but I, I, I love dumb. Thinking, yeah. Remember, like when you were a kid, you had like these games that you played with your friends that seemed like they were devised like by uh-huh. you and your friends. Okay. Like, like they weren't like real games. They were like rules that you made up and shit. Okay. Out here, did you just have a game? Like, we called it Release in Philly. Hmm. Capture? Yeah, I bet you that's what it was. Everywhere I've gone, yeah. everybody has a version of this game, and they call it something different. Sure. So you guys called it Capture? Uh, was it like you had teams, and like you would teams. hide? Yeah, two teams. You capture the other person. And it was kind of like a like survival of the fittest. Like, you'd have to capture everybody on the other team, and the other team was it. Well, yes and no, but you had um you had a base where yeah, you and then the you could release them from it. That's why we called it release because yeah. somebody would run up and go release, and then everybody would get out, and you you're you had to catch everybody all over. Dude, again. I have a great story. about Those games this. never lasted very long, I don't think. Uh, uh, we played them late in the night. Really, dude, we would raise hell down down in the uh, the village down in Eddystone, Stone, man. Mm-hmm. There was like a lot of us. There was like I don't know, fifteen, twenty kids. So we would have two teams of like I don't know, 10. eight. 10, eight, seven, eight or ten kids yeah. on each side, and we would run the whole fucking neighborhood though. Like, do you be walking around like looking for somebody, and then all of a sudden you would see him like sprint out of the fucking shadows? Well, here's what my issue was with it: I hate being it. I hate being <laughs> it. Like, if I gotta be it for too long, like I gotta go in. Like, that's it. I'm I'm done. Really? Yeah. No, I, I love. Oh, I hate being it. I, I was fast. It. I was fast. I was like, "Fuck you! You ain't catching me, man." I was just. I've think, gotten like, tackled a few times and like like fucking slid across the cement and yeah. shit because it was like, ooh. I, I would little... feel like if we ca- say there was fucking two teams of four, if we captured three of the kids and then the remaining kid fucking released those three kids, yeah, and we had to capture them all over You're again. You're like, "Fuck this! I quit." Like, Fuck this, dude. Like, I, this is it. It's like hide and seek. Like, if yeah. it's taking you too long to find anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, Well, dude, you got to have I'm boundaries. Done. I'm done so being So that's it. what we learned. We, we yeah, learned... you had to set a boundary in the beginning of the Because otherwise, these motherfuckers will walk to the other side of, like, Delaware County, and you're like, dude, I'm not going to Upper Darby to look for you. I Fuck just find you, it interesting that, like, it felt like it was, like, a game that we must have came up with on the spot. Uh, but it I turns think... out that, like, everybody has a version of this game. I think so. Yeah. It's like tag. It's the same as tag only it's with kind, teams. Yeah, it's like, you know? yeah, right. Yeah. So listen to this, dude. Check this out. One time in Ridley, my mom uh, my mom bounced around for a little while until she bought a house. Mm-hmm. So she had an apartment in Ridley right on Chester Pike. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was like uh, right on the border of Prospect Park and Ridley. That's like right up there on Chester Pike. Where there used to be a Wawa that was on a fucking hill. Yeah, yeah, I know. Remember? Wrong. And yep. the trucks in the wintertime, the trucks would slide down into the fucking store. Yeah, it was a weird fucking parking lot. And then they had it's to start there, putting... Uh, now it's something else. Is it? Or it's, it's or it's abandoned. Anymore? I think it's empty. Oh, I didn't know that. But they used to... Before they had like these big pylon barriers, dude, there was a few times where the snow trucks, like the plow... We just keep going? Dude, slid right through the fucking <laughs> store. And you're standing there like, whoa, holy <laughs> shit. You know, fucking, here comes a fucking snowplow truck. Just, right. Wipes out the glass fucking doors. <laughs> like, like, dude, now he's like, and the cashier is just standing there like, oh shit, it happened again. Yeah. So, anyway, we lived right there. My mom lived right there. And there was a lot of kids in that area. So we, we decided, all right, we're going to play, we're going to play capture, you know. I think it was like one, two, three capture or something like that. You had to yeah. like, you had to you would have to grab somebody and go one, two, three, my man, no breaksies. That's what we said in Philly. Oh, uh, okay. It was okay. one, two, three, my man, no breaksies, and that meant you were captured. my man. What, my they man, throw like a fucking dude. Uh, I don't know. This Pulp is what they fucking thing said. In there? My That's man. What they said. But we would, and then you would like walk that person back to the base, which was usually somebody's fucking steps. Yeah. And then somebody would have to come up and tag that railing and say release to release everybody. Well, did you have a guard? We usually had a yeah, guard. Yeah, somebody was usually a guard. Yeah. But, you know, you could still fucking pop up out of nowhere and be like, release, and then everybody's out. Sometimes they would, like, they would, like, fucking bum rush the guard. Like, you would yeah. have, like, two or three kids, dude, and they would be like, oh, we always right. stuck, like, the, the fucking slow kid. 
Like not not like the mentally kid, no, slow. Like the kid who was physically not, could not he was run not that agile. Well. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we would always like stick like, oh, okay, this piece of shit. We'll leave him right here. Yeah. You know, he's the guard. The fat kid. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice and not say that, but that's honestly the truth. Is like, but dude, I remember one time standing there and I'm watching from like a tree or something. And, dude, these two dudes came up, and one kid fucking just, like, mowed him down. The right. other kid ran up and, like, touched the fucking the steps or whatever they had to do. Like, stepped on it and, like, said whatever bullshit they had to say. Right. And Release, then everybody ran whatever. away. And I remember thinking, God damn, man, they fucked him up. They, like, fucking, they, like, mowed him down, man. So what's the story now? Okay, okay. Like, let yeah. me stay on topic yeah. here. So let me set the scene here. So we're, we're playing on the edge of Chester Pike. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's listening to the show that is not from our area... Chester Pike is like a main artery kind of thing. Dude, it is two lanes in each direction, and there is a lot of fucking cars. A lot so, of, of course, this is a great spot to play a and game. run around <laughs> as a young kid, probably wearing a black fucking hoodie, yep. you know, because everybody wanted to, like, get in camo and shit and, like, really try to urban hide, you know? Yeah. So, dude... At one point, I'm in my little hiding spot. I'm in, like, a bush or something. And some kid fucking, like, looks over and sees me. And I fucking sprint, dude. I'm, like, I'm running up Chester Pike. And I went to loop around the backside of this telephone pole because the kid was chasing me. Like, he was on my fucking tail. And you know, you ever seen them, the guidelines that hold the telephone pole in place? Yeah. Well, they usually have a yellow plastic slide over it. Right, right. So that you can see it. Yeah. This one did not. Oh, fuck. And, dude, it went across my chest like a fucking seatbelt, and my little legs kicked fucking straight in front of me. Dude, stop me like dead in my up, tracks. Like you like, clotheslined yourself kind of thing. flat yeah. out clotheslined me, but, like, across my chest like a fucking diagonal mark. And, dude, it was, like, purple the next fucking day. Oof. Dude, I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. Knock the wind out of yourself or something. So the kids saw it, but none of us could see because it's dark and none of us could see the fucking line. So the kid is like watching in amazement, like, holy shit, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> so then he comes walking up. And then, of course, because kids are shitheads and don't fucking care, he goes, want to do the recapture? And I'm like, yeah. over here, fucking like, I can't breathe. And I'm like, wheezing and shit. And I'm, I'm like, genuinely ah, fucking injured. Ah, ah, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Oh, shit. Yeah. I remember another time there was a kid, <laughs> there was a kid in a tree and the dude, he started throwing shit at him and oh, like wow. trying to knock him out of the fucking tree. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. You're gonna fucking... Dude, if he lands on his head, he's gonna be yeah. fucking slow forever. It's crazy. Holy shit, man. I'm trying to think, like, um... But, like, I just... I always thought it was, like, a game that we made up. Yeah. And then, um... But I hated being on the team that had to capture everybody. So it would be like... Um, if everybody got released, I was quitting. I would be like, alright, listen. I gotta go take a shit. <laughs> and then I'd go in the house or something. <laughs> And I'd fucking hang out in there for a while, and then I'd come back outside. Let me know outside. when you guys switch. Yeah, well, the, by the time I'd come back outside, I'd be like, oh, you guys still playing? Knowing that they fucking weren't. You know, I'd be like, nah, so-and-so got called home, and, you know, Stephanie had to leave, and blah, blah, blah. Like, and it would be like, oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah. This is over with. Really? I hated games like I hated it. I hated I being loved it, it dude. I hated being, like, the guy that had to do all the work. What games did you like as a kid? Did you like dodgeball or any of that stuff? I Dodgeball loved- was all right. You know, we had a game... Uh, and I don't know if other p- places... I think we really did make this up. Yeah. We called it Rumble Fumble. Oh, we all played that. That yeah. was a great game. Yeah. Where you'd, like, yeah. fucking throw the football from behind, the like, the goal line. Yeah. And it was almost like a... Like Whoever a, catches it, you gotta tackle that You gotta dude. tackle that motherfucker until yeah. he can get past the goal line. Yeah. And then every time he gets tackled, you throw further out. Yeah. I love that game. That yeah. was a fun game. I could play that for as long as, you know, anybody hmm. wanted to. I enjoyed that. Yeah. But I think played. it was because there was no teams. It wasn't like, oh. you know, I don't know. There was something You about, weren't a team kind of guy. I, dude, I never played, like, organized sports. I never yeah. did any of that shit. It kind of bored the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, uh, I played um, Little League Baseball when I was a kid. and uh, It was like having a job. 
Dude, I had a really good arm. I could throw really fucking far. Mm-hmm. So they would always stick me in the outfield. And I'm like, dude, I'm bored out of my mind. These Man. little fucking kids can't they hit can't this They can't hit far, the far. You know? The ball this fucking far. So you're standing out there. I used to literally sweat my ass off. So I would take my glove and stick it over my fucking head. Mm-hmm. So that it was kind of like a brim. And I could fucking use it to like block the sun. And then I remember my dad... And my dad's not even a sports guy, but he's, like, standing there watching me. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> Why do you have your glove on your fucking head? And I'm like, because nobody hits it out I here. I ain't doing dick It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm in, um, what was I in? So I hit lefty. It goes to right field. I was in left field. Where, mm. Or no, oh, yeah. I was in, no, I was in, in uh, the right field where no, nobody was a lefty. So nobody ever hit the fucking ball over there, Ugh. you know? Center field and right. left field where it's over were, all the action were all was. right if if somebody could hit it that far, but they right. really can't. It usually ends up rolling out to you, you know, if the fucking shortstop missed it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, dude, that was. Like I've my... been a curmudgeon since I was fucking a baby, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, always. Well, so always. I think me too, because like I said, my dad tried to get me into baseball, and I just was like, "This sucks. I don't want to fucking do this." Yeah. And then I, I, um. I started developing more, like, I, that's why I loved skateboarding, because skateboarding... It's something you could do by yourself. Well, when you think about what skateboarding is, skateboarding, which never really was considered a sport for some weird reason, um, but it's, like, extremely physically active thing to do. Right. But, but it's all about self-improvement, and you compete with the other guys that you skate with, but it's more on, like, a personal level to encourage each other... Right. It's like these guys that go to the gym and do powerlifting. Sk- yeah. Skateboarding to me, you know what's funny is, dude, we never, I never, for some reason, talk about fucking skateboarding. Yeah, it was like which a huge was part of your life. Thirty fucking years of my life, I still skateboard, and mm-hmm. now I snowboard, which is like a transition for me because I, I still skate. I just don't do tricks and shit anymore. I just go to cement parks and just carve around. But it's really about being in the. Um, atmosphere and watching like young kids do some of these young kids nowadays are fucking Man, phenomenal amazing my kids liked it when they were little i've never been a skater but we'd take them to like fdr yeah i helped it. build a little bit of that oh uh, yeah. yeah well so it's an interesting story the back wall there's a there's a big back wall with an inverted bowl area in the corner that was not there at all it was a small quarter pipe that like all the way around the rim mm-hmm so my mom drove us up there in her Caprice Classic with like Caprice six classic. fucking kids packed into this thing. I think I think two of them were in the trunk. Like wow. I think they decided like ah fuck it we'll ride back here. <laughs> Dude, back then that was like a yeah. like nobody give a fuck. They yeah. were like we're all laughing like okay. He's there was a lot of shit that I remember like sitting on my father's lap yeah. while he would drive. Dude, and steering the car. My wife has a fucking panic attack because uh, at one point like a year or two ago. Our kids were at the babysitter, and I didn't have car seats with me. Right. And I was like, okay, they're just going to sit in the back and put a fucking seatbelt on them. You yeah. know, that's all I can do. And she's like, ah, ah. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I'll drive slow. Listen, once upon a time, kids would sit on their dad's fucking Harley on the gas tank, and the dad would say, hold the fuck on, because yep. we're about to go for a ride. That's true. And he might have been half drunk. Yep. You know? Or stoned or on fucking meth, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, that shit probably still happens, but nobody wants to, like, admit it, right. you know? But, um, what was I saying? I forget. Uh, anyway, so so my mom... Skateboarding, My mom takes us yeah, down to FDR, FDR right. and we get there, and we all, like, fucking jump out of this car like a clown car, and as we're running up, some dude in a beat-up pickup truck has, like... A whole pallet of cinder blocks. I mean, this this truck was squatted to the fucking ground, like bottomed out suspension, because he's got a whole fucking pallet full of cinder blocks in the back. So he like yells, "Hey, are you guys coming to skate here?" And then we were all like, "Uh," we thought like, "Oh, he must own the place or something." We we didn't right. know, so we were like, "Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> like." You know, and we're, like, waiting to hear, like, oh, well, it's going to be $15 a person. or Like, we were, like, worried about, like, you know, what's this guy about to say to us? So he goes, if you guys want to skate here, you got to help me unload these fucking cinder blocks, okay? That's the deal. And, like, he looked at my mom to see how my mom was going to react. My mom was awesome. She was just like, get the fuck over there and go help him, you know? 
So we did. We unloaded the cinder blocks right. for the back wall to make it as tall as it is now. Like sections of that wall are the cinder blocks that me and my shithead friends nice. helped unload. Now yeah. we were like, we weren't even driving yet. So we had to be like, like 12, 30, 12 13. 13, maybe ish, you know? Yeah. So, but it's cool because when you go down there and you look at it and you think like, I, I helped build parts yeah. of this fucking thing, you know? Skateboarding's like, that's a real progression too, man. I remember my kids were like, just dropping in yeah. was like, there was all this trepidation Scary. about it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? You know? Yeah. All the time. And they'd have to like encourage each other to do it. And I think skateboarding is fascinating because it's about self-improvement. And yeah. it's always about pushing your boundaries of fear. And it's not natural. It's You're not on your natural footing. Uh, yeah. You learn how to be graceful. Yeah. You learn how to be strong. You learn how to trust yourself because foot placement and, and like uh, good foot control is the whole key. Yeah. You know, you learn how to ollie. The ollie is the first trick that you do. Once you learn how to ollie, everything else is based upon the ollie. Mm. If you can ollie, you can get up onto a railing. If you can ollie, you can now learn how to flip your front foot to do a kick flip or a heel flip or any variation of any combination of whatever. But you got to learn how to control your feet, which is giving you dexterity. You yeah. know, it's giving you strength and, and usable muscle that you don't realize is going to it's going to give you the rest of your life if you just keep up with it. You know, mm-hmm. actually, I do. I do still skateboard mainly just to stay fact, uh, physically active. Right. You know, I'll go down to the cement parks like FDR or there's a lot of cement parks around here now. When I was a kid, dude, we built everything. Yeah. I built, the barrow of Eddystone chopped up so many fucking ramps that I built. Dude, they would go back there with a fucking sawzall and some hammers and shit and just start busting up all my shit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck? And these kids nowadays are like, oh, this fucking park sucks. And I'm like, dude, do you know you didn't have how shit, but yeah, fucking you're lucky, ho- right? Like, like I had to build my own ramps mm-hmm. out of wood that I stole out of my neighbor's fucking yard. Like, you know, that's like for real. There was a trucking company uh, up in the other end of Eddystone. Right. And we would sneak there at nighttime because they had sheets of plywood that they would use inside of the trailers. Yeah, yeah. So we would steal like fucking five or six sheets of plywood and then lay them on the skateboards and then wheel them down the fucking road to like a, a mile away to where we were at so I could build ramps. Yeah. And in, in Eddystone, I was like, dude, if you go back and ask everybody, they'll say, oh yeah, Hunter fucking built all these ramps. I bet you that was the happiest you ever were skateboarding too. Uh, pretty cool. It was, it was pretty awesome. I got hurt. I got, I got fucked up a couple times, like pretty bad. I fell really bad one time and had a, uh, went into convulsions and really, yeah, like a really bad traumatic brain injury, like fell backwards onto my skull, you know, uh, it was, (laughs) it was pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's where my bad sense of humor comes from, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying uh, to think like, uh, otherwise though, like what do we, I mean, other than that, like, I, I wasn't big on doing a whole lot of that kind of stuff. Like, dude, I could think back to, like, being, like, four years old. Yeah. And feeling like I didn't want to be bothered. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, you know what Lucy the Elephant is? No. Down the shore? No. The giant fucking elephant building. I don't know. You don't know nothing about Lucy Where the is Elephant? Where is it? What, what beach? I don't know. Yeah. This is how much of a jerk-off I am. Ugh. I know it's down at the Jersey Shore. What the fuck, Jim? I don't know if it's Wildwood. I don't know if it's Sea Isle. I don't know. Maybe somebody, it's gone. If somebody out there is listening and can tell me where the fuck Lucy the Elephant is, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right? But here's the thing, dude. When I was like four, my father was a tile setter. So we'd have these jobs. We lived in Belmar, New Jersey. So we'd nice. have these jobs all over fucking wherever the fuck. Philly, Jersey, whatever. And he was like... He was a really well-known tile setter. And um, we went down to Jersey, and he was like, we're going to go see Lucy the Elephant. And I was like, okay, okay, I don't give a fuck, but whatever. So (laughs) Lucy the Elephant basically was this giant fucking structure. It was like the fucking Statue of Liberty kind of thing. You know, like you could walk up inside this bitch and fucking observe the world from Lucy the Elephant. Yeah. So you would like... If Lucy's leg was, like, right here, you would go inside, there would be a doorway, you'd walk up her fucking leg up the steps, and you'd get up to, like, her fucking body and her head and shit like that. You could probably Google it. I know, that's And then, like, right inside now. of it was, like, this real plush kind of, like, set up. Like, it was real comfortable looking in there. It was decorated nice. And you could walk up to where the head of the elephant was, 
and you could observe all of New Jersey through, like, the eyes of fucking Lucy the Elephant. You know what I mean? You find it? Yeah, so yeah. it's in, um, what does it say? Margate. 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 There you go. It's a Margate. Yeah. So we went there. I remember going there as a kid and just, like, being like, dude, I don't want to be here. You know? I got Castle <laughs> Grayskull at home. That thing's got a trap door in it. And uh, I got better shit to do than look at New Jersey through the eyes of a big-ass elephant. It's kind of creepy looking. Yeah, it's really creepy looking. It's like, got like these big goofy eyes. and Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck made this thing? I don't know, man. People from Jersey. I, I want to live in it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it for sale? Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like something that oh, like... Oh, it's uh, all broken down. Here's a recent picture. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's all fucked up and dilapidated, which is even cooler. That's even creepier. It's all, like, black and fucking scary looking. Looks like a fucking... Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you uh, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it's fucking zombie-ish, dude. Looks I like, like the it. fucking Wicker Man. You ever yeah. see the movie The Wicker Man? It probably is made out of, like, fiberglass, so it'll catch on fire instantly. Yeah. I like it, man. I want to live yeah, there. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, we went there, and I was just like, this is not something I want to be doing. You know? <laughs> but that's how I've been my whole life. Like, just like, just leave me alone. Let me play with my fucking toys. Dude, Let me in draw high my pictures. In high school, I remember before I learned that you could draw, I do remember thinking, oh, this guy's kind of a grumpy fuck. Now, me? Yeah, yeah. But, but in context, now as an adult talking to you and you explaining like that your father just passed away, yeah, it all makes sense. I don't think but, I was, like, unapproachable. I, was, uh, once I you, just wanted to get the fuck out of school. Well, so once I saw you drawing a Led Zeppelin cover with, like, the chicks walking on the yeah, rocks. Yeah, yeah, And then I, like, pulled out my notepad and started, like, drawing next to you. And you were like, oh, oh, okay. You know? And then, like, yeah. then we had a connection, you know? But um, I was going to make a joke and be like, dude, at fucking four years old, like, my, my kid's <laughs> upstairs. Like, at four years old, John was like... Where's the fucking coffee? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Where's my guitar? I'm just gonna. Dude, play. all I I'm gonna listen about. to some Nirvana and fucking just grunge out. When I was that age, all, I mean, like my whole life was my action figures. That's all I cared about. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did not fucking want to go out into the world and do anything. I just wanted to fucking play with my fucking He-Man shit or my fucking superhero shit and just leave me alone. Dude, when you I'm think cool. about He-Man, like the character looks very gay. Oh, yeah. And I'm not trying to, yeah. like... I know well, you're that somebody three and four years old. You're not dude, thinking of but that. But with the haircut, the weirdest fucking Weirdest haircut. bowl haircut. But yeah. then, like, the big muscles and the fucking thing across his chest. I mean, like, dude. <laughs> and the loincloth that's like dude, made out of fur. Dude, yeah. you look super gay, man. Yeah. And it was, like, a super <laughs> colorful fucking toy line, too. It was, like... Yeah, it was mind-boggling, but it was everything that it needed to be to like attract children to like it. Well, so in yeah. the in the '80s though, that was like, uh, like, dude, for which me, think... She-Ra killed it. Yeah. Once they came out with like a female version of He-Man that was like a companion to it that girls could play with, I was like, I can't play with this shit anymore. It's a fucking girls' toy. So what's interesting is anytime I swear, maybe Hollywood's always been doing this, and uh, maybe just because we didn't live through it back then that we didn't notice. But, dude, there's nothing I despise more. Like, when, dude, when they made a Ghostbusters with all, all women, girls, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's, uh, to you me, know, it's like, like pandering. Dude, you literally, you know, like, why did you do this? I don't understand. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, well, we have this great thing that everybody loves. It's iconic American fucking movie. Do you think no women liked it before? I think we need to make one that has just women. Like, right yeah. now, dude... Right now, I don't know. Whatever. Let's not go down that fucking. No, ramp. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. yeah, it's like. You know what I wanted to ask you? Uh, I did want to. So let me pause it for a second because I want to. I want to shout out Mr. Alvin Shitcastle. Alvin, I love saying his fucking yeah. name, dude. <laughs> Shitcastle. It makes me giggle every time. But I'm like a childish. Yeah. Like I still have '90s humor. Like, dude, a shitcastle to me is hilarious. <laughs> you know. So. um... Anyway, the the song that he wrote that uh did you did you guys No, I think he actually he does he records a lot of stuff like on his own. Yeah. And apparently it's it was based on like somebody he works with. Oh really? Like he was going to call it like he was going to call the whole project like Becky and the Nasty Boys or something. <laughs> and it's like some chick that he works with, some older lady who apparently is like a real grumpy grouchy chick or something. Oh, shit. I love it. They're my and, favorite. 
basically what she does is she drinks coffee and she talks shit. <laughs> so he fucking recorded the song, and it's just like this real like fast punk rock kind of song. And I the, love it. Yeah, it's cool as shit. And so, the only lyrics are drink coffee, talk shit, drink coffee, talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but when I heard it, he sends them to me, and like I usually will comment on them or something, or we'll talk about them or some shit. And I was like, dude, that's me and Chris's podcast. Yeah. We drink coffee and we talk shit. I'm out of coffee. I'm sad right now. That was a good fucking cup so of coffee today. I just wanted to say directly to him that the song, I loved it. Uh, this might be insulting. I hope not. But believe it or not, I was a fan of Hole. Courtney yeah, Love's yeah, yeah, yeah. group Hole. Because there were some songs that didn't make it on the radio that had more of a, a grungy fucking... Yeah. And and his song reminded me of one that I used to love, and it was real uh, grungy, uh, crunchy guitar, you know. But it also like like his song also had the very punk rock feel yeah. to it too, you know, with some like upbeat, you know, notes in it. So like I don't know, I mean, it felt so '90s when I yeah. as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh. Fuck There's me. a point in there where I'm listening to it, and it really reminds me of uh, that Nirvana song, "Territorial Pissings." Oh, dude, because it's really fast, and it's almost like it might even be the same chord because I instantly recognized it or whatever. Dude, that is, in my opinion, one of the greatest songs on that 90s, album. '90s, well, even just like '90s, like if you wanted to explain, uh, like how, like angry and like uh volatile 90s youth were that's the song that i always go to i think it's such an underrated song like everybody I, else i think the second half of nevermind is better than the first half of nevermind yeah that album yeah i think that uh there's a lot of nirvana stuff that most people like like it drives me nuts when i see young kids walking around with nirvana t-shirts and they like yeah oh, i really like heart-shaped box and i'm like uh yeah, that was like a good song. My brother fucking not, hates it. My know? brother hates Nirvana. Yeah. But he's like a few years older than me. Yeah. So I don't think he fully understands like... A lot of it isn't just like, oh, well, I love Nirvana because the music's so good or whatever. Like, obviously, the guy is a very basic guitar player. He's a good songwriter. He's not a Dude, great musician. Dude, his lyrics. Yeah, he's a good songwriter. He's not the greatest musician, like, technically. But it doesn't... So that's the problem with music is... Yeah. Like, you and I look at artwork. Right. And we're looking for technical. Uh, at least I am. When I see somebody, I want to see that their proportions are correct. No matter what you're drawing, the you gotta have technique and you gotta be creative. Yeah. Like there has to be a creativity to it, and there has to be a technique to it. So when I listen to Nirvana, I hear a lot of creativity. Dude, oh yeah. Some of the yeah. shit that they come up with, and it's not always about. Some of it is just the sound. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. like the the produ production of the music too. M my favorite song of all time is not even a Nirvana song. It's it's the last song off of uh, the Unplugged in New York. Uh, where did you sleep last night, dude? The that song, song, yeah, like resonates in my soul, mm -hmm. like forever. It yeah. just, I don't know why, when I listen to it, dude, it like, uh, it's the saddest fucking song I could ever think of, was, you know? Yeah, like, to uh, me, like, you know, it is extremely painful. Like, dude, when I'm hurting, that's the song yeah. that I listen to, man. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, like a hidden part of me when it, like, when life is really fucking hurting me right now. Yeah. Like, dude, that is definitely on the playlist. I think that, uh... He recorded that with uh, Mark Lanigan at some point, too. Really? Yeah, Mark Lanigan was the lead singer of Screaming Trees. Yeah. And he did, like, a ton of other music with everybody. He was in Queens of the Stone Age. He was, like... I love Mark Lanigan. Like, yeah. I love Mark Lanigan. Uh, but, like, a fucking... Almost, like, an endless fucking catalog of music. Like, yeah. I could listen to Mark Lanigan all day long and not hear everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's he's on a lot of shit. And, uh, but I think like him and Kurt Cobain did like a, a recording of Where Did You Sleep Last Night that was completely separate. Yeah. And I think Mark Lanigan sings it. And I think, uh, Kurt played the guitar or some shit. No kidding. Yeah. So I, I think, I'm, I, I could be wrong. I know Mark Lanigan is singing it, but I'm almost. So they did perform that song. Actually, believe it or not, Kurt and Courtney, that was one of the few songs yeah. that they ever did together uh, a few times live. Really? I'm like a big. I'm like a, I guess I don't really talk about it a lot, but I was like a huge Nirvana fan. Yeah, so was like, I when I was know, young, like, yeah. So like, uh, and then like even Courtney, I did like Courtney's music, you know? Like sometimes it was very poppy and, yeah. 
But uh, but there was stuff like you and I are music heads. So it's like, okay, you hear a song that's catchy on the radio, but then you go back and listen to the album and you always find the gold. Yeah, like the didn't other get shit. released. Right. It didn't, you know, it's on the album. You got to listen to It's like whole... I just said, like the second half never mind. Yeah, dude. It's better yeah. to, not that those songs suck that but like those first like I don't know, like five songs on that album, they're all hits. Yeah. I mean, we even like a song that didn't get released on the radio like Polly is like yeah. a hit. Yeah, But yeah. like Drain You Territorial yeah. Pissings, Lounge Act. Those songs are fucking phenomenal. And then when you go back and listen to Bleach, you're like, dude. Yeah. Dude, these guys had so much depth. Yeah, they're know? good. Oh, man, excuse me. Yeah, but uh, when he sent me that, I was like, man. I, I immediately was like, dude, this like reminds me of the podcast. He was like, if you want to use it, you can use it. Yeah. He was like, you want me to put drums over it? And I was like, I don't think you need to. Yeah, I you like... Know? I think I, I like it just the way it is. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna play with it. We're gonna yeah, do some stuff. I think you know? we should. That should be like our new intro or outro or something. Hmm. Yeah. When did you become a music head, man? When did you like really? <sighs> when did I like really start caring about it? Yeah. I guess like around like thirteen or so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oddly I, enough, well, yeah. I will say that that's a whole story on its own. I got yeah. like inspired by somebody, uh, my seventh grade teacher. Yeah. Who was um? She was like twenty seven. Yeah. And, like, to this day, I still look back, and I'm just like, she was, like, one of the most influential people in my life. She fucking... How were her tits? She was beautiful. She was a beautiful lady. She, yeah. Yeah, but don't... Dude, don't be modest. Nah, I gotta be. I, I, I really... <laughs> this is, like, somebody, like... I, I really put her high up there on a pedestal. Oh, yeah, okay. She's okay, a big okay. deal. You're putting the pussy on a pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> She died. So I don't Damn, know really? Oh, I'm over here talking yeah. all this shit. Yeah, what a worthless... Away. I'm such a fucking I think, asshole. I uh, think like 2017 or so. Damn. Yeah, which, you know, like I only knew her for a few years. I guess yeah. like you have so many students, like you don't really... As a teacher, you might like create like a role where like I can't keep up with everybody. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I remember going to her funeral and her husband being like, oh, I know who you are. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like she was a big deal to me. Like, you know, huh. the, with the artwork and all that stuff and... She played guitar. She got me into playing guitar. She would teach me how to play shit, like, during gym class and stuff like that. Like, she was a big deal. Huh. Yeah. Especially with... She was a phenomenal artist. Phenomenal. Really? Like, uh, yeah, she would be like, uh, let's go over to the empty classroom. I'll show you my portfolio or whatever. And I'd just sit there for an hour looking at her shit. She was cool. Yeah. She was young. You know, she was like a... She, you know, you think about it, like, she's, like, 27 when I was, like, 13. Yeah. You know, yeah. you think back on it now, like, 27, you were a kid, you know? Yeah, and it's crazy because uh, I had, um, I remember having like inspirations like that too and meeting older people that I thought were older, but they were in their like 20s or yeah, early 20s. Yeah, they were still young. Like skateboarding wise, uh, to bring it back to that briefly, is, dude, my mom lived in these apartments that were in um, like Aston Mills or something like that, but there was these two older kids that were probably, I don't know, 18 or 20, like they were like late teens, early 20s, and they're skateboarding. And I've never in my life seen a kid mm-hmm. ollie up over a curb and land and keep rolling. I'd never seen it before in my life. And I remember standing there fascinated watching them. Yeah. And I was probably, I don't know, 8 or 10 or something like that. Like, I was pretty small. I was a young kid. It's always like something small like that. This, like, little intricate detail that just, like, fucking keeps you... Dude, on that path. I was, for the better part of my life, I was obsessed with skateboarding because I saw this yeah. kid pop the board in the air and land up on a higher thing. And I remember thinking, whoa, how the fuck did he do that? Mm-hmm. And that was an obsession. So then they taught me how to ollie. They were the kids that sat there and they were like, okay, my mom bought me a skateboard. And like we sat in the grass because the wheels... The wheels sunk down into the mud in the grass, and they won't—they wouldn't shoot out from underneath of you if you were trying to learn how to ollie. That's what they told me. Stand in the grass over there and just keep practicing popping the board, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like doing it, and I'm doing it, and I'm like, ah, oh, I think I'm doing it. I think I'm doing it. And they're like, yeah, okay, keep trying. And the board might have like gone like a half a fucking inch off the ground, but it like now, now I can ollie like up onto this fucking table right here. No you shit. Know? Yeah. Yeah, even still to this day, like even mm-hmm. fat and out of weight and like, believe me, if I if I ollied onto this table, that's it. We're tired. We're, yeah. we're done for the day. <laughs> you know, lay down. Let's go fucking take a rest yeah. now. 
but <laughs> but like you know like it's just I always think uh, I love looking at my children and wondering what is the spark what is the thing that's going to set them on their path right like I'm watching them and I just keep seeing like you like all these different things. What is the thing that you're going to fall in love with? Yeah, what's that thing that like makes you geeky? Like, Victor geeks out over engines. Yeah? He just, like, he loves cars. He loves engines. Yeah. And, like, that's what he cares about. And I don't understand it. Yeah, you know, Because it's not too. my thing. Yeah, obviously, it's your thing. But it wasn't, it was never, like, my thing, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, me, it's like, if I see somebody who can draw something in, like, in pen and ink or something. Yeah. You know, or if I see, like, a great comic book artist, that's the thing <laughs> that, like, made me go, I'm never going to stop drawing ever in my life, you know? I mean, I'm just speculating. Uh, I don't know your son that well. I've talked to him a few times. Right. But, um, as a kid, I remember going in high school, and I didn't give a shit about cars. My dad had dirt bikes and stuff, but we never really hot-rotted them. Like, we would take them apart and fix them. But I didn't understand the premise that you could make things faster or stronger or more powerful until we got into high school and a couple kids had some really cool cars. And even then I didn't like, I didn't quite understand. And it wasn't until, uh, like, I think I was in Germany and a buddy of mine was like, here, we're going to put this, these injectors on here and we're going to change the computer out and run around and do some shit. And then all of a sudden I drove it and was like, whoa, this thing is a lot fucking faster. And it slowly progressed. But then, because my parents are always my influence, is I came home and my dad was building hot rods. But they weren't very fast, but they were cool-looking cars. And that's like, it all started evolving into this like obsession of like, okay, build a cool motor, go faster. The motor thing to me is about peer acceptance. So like my buddy Dave had a fast car. Uh, and some other friends that we had all had fast cars. So then you want to be like them. So like your son, we talked to him one day and he's sitting here telling me that he drove a thousand horsepower fucking Crown Vic. First of all, <laughs> listen, kid, I know you want to be accepted by me because you right. see me as a car guy, but <laughs> you sound silly because a thousand horsepower is an ungodly amount of fucking power. I have never driven a thousand horsepower car because I would probably die. And I'm a very experienced driver that's used to very high horsepower cars, but not that that not that much. That's that's a lot. That is an absurd amount of fucking power that you really have to work your way up towards. So to just Jump in a car that your friend built that has a thousand horsepower and driving around the neighborhood is not fucking possible, dude. Mm -hmm. It would, it would, it would fucking, the moment you stepped on that gas pedal, it would disappear and you'd hit a telephone pole. You know, like, you're like the fucking, uh, back to the future car. You're like the DeLorean, DeLorean. dude. You're going to fucking, you know, you're going to fucking wipe out, man. Yeah. See, I don't even know what that means, the horsepower thing. So when he said that, I I just kind of chuckled. Even the dude, Tim, who's got an 800 horsepower car, which is unbelievably fucking fast, you know, Mm -hmm. the guy that's in the garage out back of my my building over there. So we both kind of looked at each other like, oh, okay, that's cool, man. You know, like, (laughs) because you don't want to burst his bubble and like Mm -hmm. tell him like, come on, dude, you know, you're stretching the truth a little bit here right now, you know? And I'm not trying to put him down. No, no. no. Because as a 20-year-old guy, I've been in those shoes where I remember as a kid, and this was a big joke for a long time, is that I would tell people that I build race cars. Kind of like what your son does. Oh, I'm great. I can do this. I can do that. You want to do that. Right. But you haven't done it yet. But if you keep the enthusiasm up, you will do it. So the big joke amongst my friends is that if you need a motor taken apart, give it to yeah, Chris. Give it to Chris. <laughs> because I was really bad about like, oh, really? You have a Chevy 350? Uh, can I have it? And then like I would disassemble it to see like how it worked. But then it would sit in the corner of my shop and rust away because mm-hmm. I would never put it back together. I didn't have money to put it back together. I didn't have money to hot rod it or buy different heads. But now it's different. Now I have several motors in my shop you know and one that i'm going to start building very soon and it's going to be a big horsepower motor and it's like you just it just takes time and patience and and learning patience and learning that like you got to work your way through this and think your way and you can't just 
push and push and push because you're gonna break some shit, you know. Yeah. And um, and your son, man, listen, he's a 20 year old guy. He's doing what 20 year old guys do. I never once took offense to him. I just kind of chuckle and go, "All right, man, you'll figure it out." You know, like you're all right. He's he's getting there. Nah, he's... I have a nephew, same way. He's a 20 year old guy. It doesn't matter about ethnicity or culture or religion or politics or any bullshit. All 20-year-old guys are fucking morons. <laughs> not because your intelligence is is small. You're not dumb. Right. You're just a fucking moron because you have no experience. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's my opinion. So, like, I know that there was a huge amount of anxiety with Victor coming to work for me and do some stuff for me. Right. And I was just like, dude... Don't worry about it, man. He's 20. Mm-hmm. He's doing what 20-year-olds do, you know? <laughs> I never once was like, what the fuck, John? I can't believe you sent your fucking kid over here to fucking, <laughs> you know, smear paint all over my floors in my goddamn apartment. I walked in there and was just like, yep, this is this is pretty much what I paid for. <laughs> <laughs> that came out all right. Came out it good. came out all right. Yeah, a little bit of clean know? up. I mean, for a few thousand dollars more, I could have gotten a very professional job, but that's for a few thousand dollars more. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Music and kids and dogs fucking bouncing around upstairs. How long know, have we man. been at this? We're getting there, man. We're yeah. getting there. It's almost time for some music. All right. You hungry? You tired? I'm tired as fuck. Yeah? Yeah. No second episode today? Ah, okay, okay. Mm. Well, I think, uh, yeah, man, it was a fun little wake-up conversation. Yeah. This was good. Maybe next week it'll be a little little more awake, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, on the timeline, it's going to be a week from now, but for us, it'll be... It'll be five minutes from now. Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Roll the music. Thanks for listening to the Renaissance Manchild. Renaissance Manchild is a Yardbird Tuna production. If you enjoyed the show, please like, follow, and share. Any ideas or suggestions, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talk good.